Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to the Blue P Leader podcast and in this episode I am joined by somebody that I have known for about five years and we have had some fantastic conversations around learning and development and leadership and what we think is good practice and what we think is bad practice and so I thought I'd invite um, Anne along to, to talk today we're going to talk about performance management. Now Anne is a qualified learning professional and she's working in one of the top online travel companies in the world and as mentioned she focuses on leadership development in particular performance management and is responsible for designing and delivering global learning initiatives that produce behavioral change and business impact. I mean I have to say I've said we've known Anne for five years I think this lady knows what she's on about. So Anne, performance management Yes, it's my hot topic at the moment. So I'm really pleased you asked me to have a conversation with you about it. I have thoughts. <laughs> Good. I want to hear them. I mean, I, I could start with uh, why do you think performance management is important for leaders? Well, first of all, I think performance management, the term itself, can be quite um limiting and almost come across negatively. I think for employees, it certainly feels that way. It feels like you're being managed, controlled. And in a way, I would say what's important to managers about this topic is really it's where you get to performance develop your employees. And so we kind of talk about management and control, but what we really mean is two sides to it. One is to really enable your employees to deliver their best work and to grow while they do that. And on the other hand, for a manager to be able to articulate really clearly what they're seeing that their employees are doing well and to explain with logic the score that they will get if you are a company that works with scores or um, even more so the, the salary and the reward and the bonus. So it's about transparency and fairness as well as enabling your employees to really succeed well. And that's a massive topic and most of what a manager does. I agree. It is a it is a huge topic, and it is most of what they do. And you say it is about setting that clarity of expectations, so that you both know what you're in the game for. Exactly. It creates yeah. a sense of psychological safety in an employee if they know what's expected of them and they know they're on track. I mean, that means you can just relax and really focus on your job, and that's so important. So, performance management performance development is really about creating the best employee experience that an employee can have with you as a manager. So let's go into talking about some of the problems or issues that, that I've seen and you've seen when effectively performance management is either done badly or, or not at all. 
Yeah. Yes, um, we have seen a lot. We have talked about this. Um, so I think it starts the beginning of the cycle. I mean, let's just be clear on what performance management is. It's, it's about saying in a certain time frame, let's agree between manager and employee what it is that you're going to focus on for business results. So we know that where you're prioritizing when you're focusing, first of all, it's realistic. We're not asking you to do too much. We're not asking you to do too little for your skill set or your time. But also, it's um, definitely focused on what the business needs and the business priorities. And that's the start of this process. So, of course, it's really important for an employee to be really set up for success well through that conversation. And I think that's where we have both talked about really sometimes seeing managers are not clear on that, not clear with objectives, not clear with goals. Um, and, and if you don't set expectations clearly, um, when you get to the end of that time period, you're going to find you can't articulate why someone met them, exceeded them so well, or didn't meet them. And that's when managers start to realize, oh, okay, I realize I can't really manage and, and assess your performance because I didn't really set targets and goals with you that you and I both agreed yeah, I, and I think, I mean, I often turn around and say, if you like difficult conversations, then basically don't bother setting expectations and agreeing outcomes with the other person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most managers and leaders don't like difficult conversations. Yeah. And, but it's in that setting the expectations and the clear goals that it tends to be a little bit of a, a back and forth of, of really clarifying and, and understanding. And at a certain point, I, I think, People go, oh, this feels like it's taking too long. I tell you what, let's stay vague. We're both sort of happy and we can move along. Absolutely. Like just that's so important to say. And you're right. So managers can feel like, well, you know what? Let's stay vague. And we agree that you're going to look at it after this conversation. You'll look at it. You'll send it to me. I'll approve it. And it may never have got very clear. And, you know, the other thing that I hear sometimes is, well, if I get that clear and that concise, what happens if the environment changes, priorities change, focus changes? We just change the objectives. And I think people feel like it's almost like engraved in stone. It's like, no, but this just helps you know where you're going and for a manager to know what they can expect of you, but you can change it. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting in a time now where there's change happening and, uh, you know, unforeseen consequences. And, and it's really uh, a time of change and dynamic for any company. And of course, objectives are changing. They're not there to catch an employee out. And I think that's really important. They're about a manager and employee having a sense of security and clarity. And from employee to know that what they're working on really is what the business wants them to work on. Yeah, and I think you've touched on one of the reasons why managers and leaders don't sometimes do performance management because things that things can change, and yeah. therefore it's like, oh well, I've, as you say, I've done this now, I've got to redo it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, when we look at the end of the time frame. It's the time when the manager then starts having to, let's put it in really stark terms, judge 
an employee and their performance and actually judge not an employee in their personality or their character, but their performance. And again, this is where in a way I see that things can go wrong is they are not judging an employee and their personality, but they are judging, if you like, let's say assessing and evaluating. So we're back to easier terms and more helpful terms. Um, uh, the performance, the results they delivered, the what, but also the how. And when you get to how, you get to behavior. And behavior can become very subjective from one manager to another. Did I see the behavior I would expect to see? Um, and so, again, this can in some way feel like you're almost judging the person and their personality or their communication style, which you are not. You are just looking at some um, key behaviors. And, and really the way I like to look at it when you, you know, the what, if you've got your objectives clear, then they're clear. If you haven't got your objectives clear, you've got a problem, as you said before. Um, but if they're clear, you're good to go with that. Once you get to the how, you're really having to look and say, okay, did this person deliver their results having had, you know, positive impact on the people they worked with? They haven't burnt bridges. They haven't, you know, left people who don't want to work with them. They haven't, um, they haven't done anything that would... Um, make their impact, their credibility, their status, the collaboration that people have with them more limited. If that's the case, you can pretty much say the how is, is good. You met expectations. We expect you to be a nice employee to work with and helpful. You could challenge, you know, you could disagree, but you have these working relationships still at the end of this time period and they are good. Then, of course, the more sophisticated area is, and how great was your behavior? Was it exceeding my expectations or meeting them? And that's when we start getting sophisticated. But just being able to say, I can see that these behaviors are really expected within an employee in our company. That's what's important. And you're, you know, you, we talk about behaviours, and I do think that it's important. Just as you're clarifying um, a goal and an outcome, you also want to give somebody examples of desired behaviours. Yeah, and you know, depending on the company, there are some companies that have very clearly defined behaviours, as do we. But there are some companies who don't, as we used to. So, and in both ways, we still found that it's really understood between a manager and an employee what we expect in terms of behaviours in a company. I mean, these are not rocket science. To be, you know, there might be things you start to discuss around your communication style and how it's landing. And there's a nuance, but we would expect that during that time period, and now we get to the other part of performance management, there's coaching and there's feedback and the self-reflection. Still, whether they're really defined or they're expected or in the job description or expected from the values of the company, it's not rocket science. As long as we can articulate it and we stay with behaviors we see, and not characteristics and personality and that's the thing it's characteristics and personality and one of the things that I found in conversations with leaders is for them to become self-aware of of their biases yeah. and at the times when they're they're not they're not necessarily being clear about what they expect to see so I've I've had 
leaders turn around and say, I've got this problem, I've got this person, they're not performing, I've told them they need to improve. And I say, okay, so tell me more about improve. And they look at me and go, well, I've told them they need to improve. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I think this is where it really helps that we can focus on behaviors that we see that add value. Uh, it's really looking at feedback, isn't it? What's the behavior? What's the impact? Um, you know, what's the opportunity? So it should not be a surprise, of course, at the end of the performance period, if there is a discussion about some particular behavior that is having a negative impact. Um, but it, it really shouldn't be left to the end of the performance period for a manager to say that. And that's when managers might feel that they have so many different pieces of feedback to give if they've left it that it's very hard for them to cover that. Um, so, you know, performance management and the whole cycle of it is just an everyday experience for an employee. And if you see it as performance development, um, unlocking performance through the manager, setting these clear expectations, giving feedback, coaching along the way, and then clearly articulating what they have seen and why they have given the performance evaluation that they have, you've got this relationship where an employee can really succeed. And if you don't do one of those things, you really do have um, impact, negative impact on an employee and ultimately on the business results. Yes, I mean, you mentioned coaching and feedback, and these are ongoing things that you, you should be doing, sort of weekly daily i mean depending on what it is you know feedback it shouldn't be oh we get together once a quarter and i'm sitting you down for a performance interim performance discussion and this is where i'm now giving you a piece of feedback and this is where i'm doing my moment no. of coaching no no i know and i do i have heard stories and it's really sad it's such an impact and a shock on someone and so that's i think where performance management gets such a, a heavy feel about it for people because i think it can be a place where managers feel like this is where i do it this is where i give my yeah. message and it, it, it shouldn't be there should be actually no surprise there you mentioned something else earlier that occurs to me to just bring up, you know, about biases in evaluation. I mean, evaluation is a skill and it's really, um, you know, it requires some subtlety and an awareness in a manager to understand their own biases. So it can be as simple as communication style differences. And you and I have talked a lot about that. Yeah. But it could be that we have a manager who's very um, clear and direct and rather tell in their communication style and their employee is very gentle and very asking of questions and, and just really doesn't ever have a strong opinion. It doesn't mean it's not, they don't have a strong opinion in their head. It doesn't mean that they can't perform very well. But you might find that a manager just doesn't perceive that as good performance. Whereas another manager of another team with a different communication style or in another culture might go that's incredible because this employee never burns bridges always brings everyone with them always ensures that everyone understands and can pick up if someone doesn't that to me is exceeding in terms of behavior so there's a lot that can go wrong at the end of the cycle when managers are evaluating and that's why it's so important to see if you can get a step in that process where managers have a check with each other about what they think good performance looks like in terms of behaviors and so that they're aligned. 
and yeah because as you say it does give you that um that sounding board that ability sometimes to just check your reasoning but also become aware of maybe this is my personal preference and therefore it's my bias and, and yeah. actually i'm being unfair here in some way shape or form yeah so what um I mean, we've talked about the struggles and the problems. What would you say good performance management looks like? Well, I've had a couple of managers who have been really good at performance management. So for me, I think I can speak from that perspective, you know, from the employee's experience, which I think is a really, you know, um, strong perspective to take. And so for me, I've certainly known what's expected of me. I've been very clear. I've felt it's within my span of control and my span of influence and ability. So I've set out for that time period feeling like this can be done and that feeling that you can actually do it makes you feel in control and safe but also a bit like you know what let's have a bit of a stretch so those kind of at the beginning of a performance period to know that this is something that you you know is aligned with who you are what your job is and what you do is empowering I think that, you know, along the way to make sure that I know that I'm on track, that I get feedback along the way means that I have not had any surprises at the end of this time period. And that's also a very lovely experience when you're working in a company to, to know that what you think about how you're being perceived and how you're landing is the case and that there are no big shocks or surprises or disconnects. And so at the end of this time period, I've also had very clear um, performance management reviews where I can tell my manager is prepared and they really can describe to me things that I've done well and they've described some of them in detail. They've surprised me by things I didn't even notice because they were just obvious for me and that they can say this is um, you know, this is what good looks like. Um, this is, um, this is uh, you know, this is why you have the score you have. And I think that's really important because, of course, we all go into performance management reviews and we're thinking, oh, can I get a high score, you know, and a middle score, great, but a high score. And then to be able to have something articulated to you to say, this is why the score is, is, is where it is. And you come out feeling like, I get that. That is logical. That sits well with me. That to me is really important performance management, um, really impactful performance management. I think the other thing to say here, it's just reminding me as well, is the language that is used in performance management is very important. So, um, you know, we we find it really important to describe people who are meeting expectations as good performers because they are. They're not just you'll do. You'll do and you'll do and you'll do. It's like, actually, you have met all expectations and that's good performance. You absolutely achieved all your goals and your behavior was you know collaborative and, and empowered the business so that's good performance so the language that managers use I think is something they have to be very careful of there are times when I hear stories of managers not really aware of perhaps what they're saying but it begins to sound rather personal instead of about the business and the performance um, and I think that's where you have to be careful so that to me is what good performance management looks like when you know there are no surprises and you're crystal clear and you have confidence and you accept and agree now 
at the moment there is an awful lot more people working from home doing remote management and I was just wondering what your thoughts were in terms of what are some of the things they can be thinking about now to help performance management when they're no longer actually in the same space as one another and do you mean from a manager perspective or an employee yes well I'm kind of thinking as a manager you know now I'm working from home my team is remote it's a big shift for me yes going through all of this and so you know we've talked about coaching and the feedback and, and those kind of things but what is there something that I could do that's that's gonna you've said about the safety of the person you know mm. so what can I do with my employee that builds that safety that means we're still having good good performance management conversations whether we realize it as yeah. those or not yeah well I think one of the things that has to be done in this time period is a review of objectives it may well be that what you said you would do is now no longer possible and if you're still feeling in the background like well my you know if there's a formal system where they're written in that's not updated and I may have said yes to my manager I'll try this but I can't do that I would want to, as an employee, have that system updated and I would want to have that conversation with my manager. So if we flip it now to the manager perspective, as a manager, I would want my employee to know that whatever you're doing at this time period, if, you know, I mean, across the world, there are people with very reduced ability to deliver on their results. And if a manager is saying, look, we understand that, so let's just agree what you can do, and maybe even part of the objectives becomes looking after yourself and and maybe even you know, if this is a time period where you suddenly have a lot more time on your hands and you can't deliver on some of these results, um, what are we going to do to help you, to keep you feeling well balanced, um, to have a look at you developing some new skills that you've always wanted a bit of time for? It depends on if someone is feeling like they are um, in a position to actually be creative and grow their skill set or not. But I a manager has to at this point in day let's be really realistic about how the situation for my employee do they want to develop and grow am I just helping them uh, deal with the reality of their situation kids at home and doing a bit of work I mean that's the most important thing I think a manager could do I agree meeting them where they are right now and finding a way of reducing their anxiety so as you say if they revisit their objectives then it can it can help reduce that person's anxiety of trying to still deliver when everything has changed and as you say for some people they will have the space to be more creative and to do maybe to do channel their time into other areas which in one sense leads me on to my my next bit which is around learning and development in mm-hmm. general because in some cases for some people this is an opportunity to spend a bit more time on learning and development so what we, you know, for the let's say for for an individual, what would be some of your thoughts on how they can how they can get the most out of this? Yeah, well, there are first to say there are of course some people at this point in time who do not feel like they're in a position 
of growth. They might be in survival. And I think it's so important for a manager to be able to identify the difference because there's no way that we can be in a, a, a space of development and discovery if we are in a place of survival or just getting by on a daily basis with the kids, etc., at home with Absolutely, us. Absolutely, yes. So, and, and then another thing to consider is if we're talking about development, um, most development, as we know, is um, really going to happen when you can put these skills into practice. So it's about what kind of skills are you looking to develop at a time where you may be working from home or may, you know, can you really practice communication skills or leadership skills um, at a time like now when you're not actually working with people in a normal manner? But could you develop your ability to create um, pivot tables or to understand a new topic yes so I think it's about being very clear about what somebody can do and also not being hard on yourself you know if you you're curious about a topic and you want to do something about it this also may well be a time when you can spend a little bit of time with a cup of tea because I'm British um, on a video conference call with somebody asking them their views on something and getting them to tell you how they've learned a topic. So it's really a nice time to start learning, peer-to-peer -peer learning from other people or just asking, how did you do this? Or where would you go? Where would you suggest I go? So, you know, it is hard for some people, and I really understand it to be curious and in a phase of growth, but for other people they are. So that's an opportunity to take. As you say, learning and development, it's, 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 you should be able to practice what you're learning at that point. Yeah. Learning for, oh, I might apply this in two years' time, you never know. Yeah. Then yeah. that doesn't really work. And, and yeah. Well, it's a forgetful curve. <laughs> well, yes. You're going to have forgotten by the time that comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no point asking people to learn things if their level of anxiety and stress is, is high because yeah. this is just going to push them over the edge. So I, I, I totally and utterly agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, something else that occurred to me as we're talking about this is performance management, the best of performance management could show up at this point in time because I know that certainly companies like my, mine and other companies are saying, so do we really want to evaluate evaluate people on a score right now is that relevant um, because that's not really the point of um, performance management per se on its own it's about performance development unlocking performance so are we going to have a look at things like having well-being conversations reflecting with our employees talking about the behaviors we've seen that are just spectacular in a time like this um, that's where we could start saying to them you know what we understand that these objectives are unrealistic and let's reduce them and then let's put them aside for a while and now just let's look at you as an employee in this company and how well you're doing and let's reflect on that and what does that mean in terms of skill sets for you in the future so you know what I'm seeing right now is the best of you know managing performance unlocking performance by going it's not about this number it's about you and how we help you grow and, you know, at, at times of crisis and whatever, it does at times show us facets of a self that maybe we didn't realize were as strong as they are. Exactly. And, and opportunities to, to look at investigating something, not necessarily, you know, learning it in depth, but, but pursuing things that 
we maybe wouldn't have thought of but as we start doing it it's like there's actually opportunity and possibility here yes yes and it, it may be small steps I mean I I I see from my experience that we're learning to uh, to work in projects differently, to you know get very very clear on our communication lines, to ensure that one or two people decide and we move. Like all these different ways of working, I can see will be useful when we all go back in the office, and they may help us to speed up because of it. I agree. Yeah. And, and I also think, as you, you know, you said about having well-being conversations and, and, you know, as we, as we having conversations with people and we're in their home with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I find that I'm getting to know people in, yeah. uh, at, a, at a, a level that otherwise maybe I wouldn't have got to know them. So there's a richness yes. emerging that isn't going to disappear. It's really good you say that because you remind me that one of the messages that we really want to make sure we bring out in performance management, but generally, is that we need to take the whole person into account. And on any given day, any manager should be taking the whole employee into account for different perspectives of them and what they expect from their culture what they expect a manager to be like for them what they expect their um uh, their working environment to be like and also just taking into account their uh, you know circumstances in their life or um you know capabilities they have or growth areas they have so the whole person but this is honestly the time to take the whole person into account and what's so lovely is so many managers are getting to see into their employees worlds into their living rooms then meeting their um, children we have countless examples of you know little kids running backwards and forwards and babies and saying hello to different members of the family and it is really very much bringing the whole person into account and I feel like that's an important part of performance management yes I agree yeah um so you know we've talked we've talked a lot about performance management and and I now just want to sort of like broaden it out a little bit more general and and say you know, we've entered a new decade and as we entered this decade we also have entered it with with a lot of disruption um so in as leaders, what would you say in terms of leadership for this decade is maybe being asked of us that we uh, pay more attention to either developing or letting something go? That's a really big question, Ruth. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, okay. What I find myself saying a lot, so this might be the answer to this, is that we really have to be aware of our impact on other people. So we have to be aware of our, us as managers, our impact on our employees. And it's something that I think we, we, we forget to think about, especially managers who've been in the position for a long time. We forget that our employees aren't really telling us what they really think. We forget that they're agreeing more than they're disagreeing, that um, they're probably having a chat about their challenges with us, but with each other and supporting each other. So I feel like, you know, the focus of a leader and a manager in this decade is to be present and conscious on a minute by minute basis 
basis of their impact on the people around them. Because we can have a bad day as managers and leaders, but my goodness, how many people could we make have an even worse day if we just aren't feeling good or are grumpy or snap or don't listen well? And so for me, the number one thing is employee experience. If your employees are not having, you know, a, a, um, just a rewarding experience at work, they will leave. At some point, they will find somewhere better where they believe they'll have a better, more rewarding employee experience. Now, we don't need our employees to like us or love us, but we need them to feel like they've been given an environment where they can succeed and feel like they can add value. And we are the number one factor in that experience and we sometimes just forget it over time we do we become complacent i think um or just forget the importance of how of how somebody's the way that they can look at you can make you yeah. feel it can be something as subtle as that exactly um and, and we stop you know I, I, I've, I've said to leaders you know when you walk into the room what do you bring with you and when you leave, yeah. what wake do you leave behind? Yes. And once you become more aware of that, as you yeah. say, you become aware of the impact that you're having and are you building it up or are yeah. you knocking it down? Because yeah. as you say, once you've knocked it down enough, yeah. somebody's gonna they're gonna go and find somewhere else to be. You know, and just to round back in a way that, you know, just really circles round to performance management. Again, you're not there to make employees like you, no. but you are there as a leader to be fair and to be clear and transparent and set the road ahead and to make decisions that can help employees do their job well, all of which is performance management. So, you know, if a leader saying, where would I look to feel that I could give that good impact on my employees and I'm not looking at their emotions and their character and you know particular personality I don't want to operate and work from that perspective I would say you look at the performance management process that you are fair and transparent and clear in objective setting that you are clear and transparent and decisive and you give coaching and you give guidance and you give advice all the way through for them to help deliver on the results and at the end you articulate it all to them in a way that they say i see me and i get this i get your logic i get your reasoning Do you know what you've just said i think is so powerful for all leaders out there who say to me one of the things i want to be uh, want to develop or one of the things I want to be known for is being transparent yeah I think yep. in what you've just said you've nailed it as a way for them to <laughs> to work on being more transparent yeah 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 because if it's if it's anything else but business processes you're going to feel like you're back to emotions and that's a tricky place to be as a as a leader and a manager so look to the business processes and be totally transparent there and totally fair and then you know that you're going to create the environment and the engagement that you want in your employees so and i've got one final question for you um and this is uh for you to share your words of wisdom on your <laughs> On your leadership journey, what would you say is uh, would be a, a little nugget that you would share with other leaders on their journey that you think would help them? I would say that I sometimes forget 
that I can learn from people at all levels of the business. And if I'm not careful, I'm just looking at my peers and I'm looking up and I have some assumed expectation that I can learn from them. Um, but in fact, I've realized, you know, over the years that there are some amazing people around me that I can learn from. But the only way that I can really learn from them is to ask them questions. And somebody I, I know very well, that's you, reminded <laughs> me, ask more questions, you know. And I've just found one question more. I mean, it is just shocking sometimes how one extra question I can find out things maybe about them that I would really need to know or want to know or just something extra that's part of um, a business project that will help me immensely. But just one more question has made an incredible difference to me and I can learn from everyone around me. Thank you so much for um, joining me today. I have really, really enjoyed myself. <laughs> and, um, and as always, it's been a fantastic uh, conversation. I'm sure we'll have many more. Thank you so much for inviting me, Ruth. It was really lovely to hang out with you. <laughs> okay, well, until next time, 